wanna bend You saw the touch of your hand Along with your smile Everybody, what is up? This is John from the Rock Metal Podcast for a return double experience. This was kind of like a quadruple experience of sorts. We just keep adding to it every time you guys come on. But the sample you just heard, everybody, was your biggest fan, which I'm hoping you're going to have more of after we have this chat by Double Experience, who I've got on the show with me right now. They've got a new album called Alignments, which released via, uh, is it Drakkar? Drakkar? How do I say that? Drakkar. Drakkar Entertainment on april 24th right now i'm being joined by the double experience themselves the two boys behind the whole thing to share some stories about the music and share more info about what they have got going on and last time you guys were on the show we were chatting about in the pre-roll was almost two years ago to the date so welcome back to the couch thank you very much for having us thank you for writing more great music we uh we, we've been keeping busy <laughs> Good to hear. Well, speaking of which, let's go and listen back to that track, Your Biggest Fan. Yeah, Biggest Fan. A couple of dollars says that I can know you body, mind, and soul. Wanna bet? You saw the touch of your hand along with your smile.
Groovy. All right, coming back from the track, your biggest fan opens up with those serious, it's like a stereo delay effect or something. Yep. And then just kicks in, and it's a pretty rockin' track. I'm not too terribly surprised, but I'm curious, what what is this track about, your biggest fan? Um, we we spent a lot of time being, like, uh, being a nerd rock band. We sort of fit in very well at these, like, pop culture conventions, as so we either play them or we just appear as, as a guest. And um, we were sort of kind of... Um, noticing this i guess comic convention specific thing of like really creepy guys like standing in line and 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 trying to like you know like buy selfies from like the the female guests not necessarily us or anything we would be sitting there and witnessing like this weird transaction of really creepy guys and women who seem to be okay with it because um they sort of had this like mutual thing of um you know, selling uh, selfies and autographs and things like that. And we just sort of felt like, I mean, we, we saw some stories. I mean, Ian, when he brought the song to us, we had this article where one of those fans set fire to a, a cosplayer's car. Yeah. And uh, we just thought that was really like, you're never going to hear a mainstream pop artist kind of address that, that issue. Um, so being the nerdy musicians and, and not cosplayers, we thought we could, like, oh, well, that's like, you know, shine a spotlight on something that probably hasn't had too many songs written about it. And uh, it was just a cool exercise in trying to like get in the headspace of what's really going on in that, in that imbalanced relationship, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was about to say, is it actually a relationship? I guess everything at some point is a relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's that weird dance where, um, you know, like, yeah, like, I'm sure everyone appreciates their fans, but do they still appreciate when they go too far or is there a dollar to be made in kind of that? <laughs> we just wanted to just examine like, well, what there's more questions than answers here. And that always makes for good song topics. It does. I mean, a return question is you said, you know, do these people appreciate when their fans go too far? Do you appreciate when your fans go too far? But thankfully we've never had yeah. our cars set fire to or anything, like any crazy story, which was why it was, I mean, in trying to write these these songs about, you know, these like uh, alignments and, and, and different ways of living, you know, like this was something that we had to write outside of our experience because it just, you know, for the, the sad fact is, you know, I don't feel we were evil people and could draw on the evil experiences like we were witnessing. So, yeah, we had to go outside of our writing circle and go, what can we write about that? fits this alignment but is still authentic to our experience you know i i I felt you know because we've had we've been really lucky again like brock said we've been really lucky that we uh, haven't had these negative interactions with fans i mean you know like we 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 like to cultivate a good relationship with our fans we had some fans who you know they come to the show you start to recognize them and i think not our last uh, hometown show but another show beyond that a fan brought like a big tupperware of like curry and, and you know and like things like that, right? And so like like it, and and that's nice because it means you get to connect with them. But yeah, certainly, you know, if I think it was like, hey, you know, I, I, I saw a photo of your bedroom and you have little flowers on your 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 pillows, and I thought these would work with it. Okay, like that that might yeah. overstep a boundary, but luckily all of our interactions have been positive. Yeah, and I mean, hopefully, the curry didn't cause any any problem. I just imagine somebody be like, here, eat this curry. Like, I mean, we, <laughs> when we go on tour, that's like, 
if we can eat anywhere, we look at all the curry places before we look anywhere else. So it, it is sort of like the, our reputation of curry addiction precedes us a little bit. So Very cool stuff. Now, for those out there who love the track, your biggest fan, and would like to check out the music video, can do so by going to today's show notes at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca. Now, it says Misery Remake, and it looks like it's starting off with somebody having a car accident. So for those of us out there who aren't quite familiar with what a Misery remake would be, if you wouldn't mind taking us through the music video. We, um, the, 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 the Misery story was, was, uh, was written by Stephen King. And, and I think that was like, when we, when the time came to make a video for the song, we just looked back on like, what were some of like the greatest stalker fan stories of all time. And, the story of misery where, you know, a, a writer is saved by his fan and is forced to write a book that she wants. I think that was like, there was something in there that's like in its purest form that that is like the most famous stalker fan story. So we wanted to do our version of it and not just remake it shot for shot, but make a version that was like, again, we're, we're not playing the characters we're playing um, ourselves in a situation very much like misery. Cause we know like like the, the the film adaptation was amazing. Reading the book is amazing. We don't want to like take away anyone's first time experiencing either of those things. So we wanted to, it was a cool challenge to like, well, how do you tell that story, but not like spoil it for people who may eventually see our music video and then dig a little deeper into uh, the things that inspired it. Wow. Very cool. All right, let's go listen to the next track, Born For It. Born For It. <laughs>
coming back from the track of Born For It. Now, my two massive notes on this one are a big, powerful, anthemic chorus, which I think it kind of requires that. Um, and then the next thing is, is that we were watching the music video and Gabriel just absolutely loved the fact that you guys had like an eight bit video game full, you know, going on the TV kind of thing. So, yeah. uh, lots of questions there, but I guess the first question is, let's get to the big, powerful anthemic chorus and the track title born for it. I guess it kind of speaks for itself, but from you guys, what is this track about? Or maybe what inspired this track? You know what? I think when you you're a musician, I think oftentimes you you got to wonder about like you know one more day or, or how much longer you know you you can you can fight it out. And I think for us, we've always kind of felt like music is what we were called to do, and um, you know it, it kind of really captured that feeling of you know like it, there's nothing else I think Brock and I have ever wanted to do, and that always, always, it has always come up in conversation, and we just felt like something like that. Um, we can't be the only people in the world to feel like we were born to do something, right? Whether it's music or um, you know, going into business or, or, or doing podcasts, right? It, it, there, there's something inherent in a lot of people and a lot in a lot of us. I think that you have a dream and, and that you, you have this feeling inside that you're meant to do something. And for us, being able to write a song like "Born for It" um, kind of really crystallized how we felt, but also in the hopes that someone else could cotton on to that and, and kind of really be like, you know what? Yeah. Today that this song speaks to me is like, you know, I'm, I'm born to do whatever it is that I'm doing. Yeah. That's a really good point. Brings me back to John Lennon in an interview once saying, if I could do something else, I would trust me. <laughs> wow. That's a hell of a quote. That's uh, he nailed it there for sure. Yeah. He's like, if I could be, I think he said, if I could be a fisherman, I would go do it any day, but I, I have to do this or something. And I was kind of thought of at the time, like, yeah, but aren't you living a great life? And then you kind of mentioned, the, you know, the passion about a podcast thing. And whenever I have somebody say, ah, I'm going to start a podcast, I just look at them and I go, why? Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> well, haven't you been running a podcast for a few years? Like, don't remind me of that, please. Like, I don't I don't even know why I do it. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where it's like the grass is always greener and, and, and there's elements of that, that pull, even as Ian says, even when you're, you're like, I'm meant to be a musician, you know, you're always like, Oh, but maybe I could be a podcast. Maybe I could stream video games. Maybe I could be, you know, a fisherman. And I think at the end of the day, it's like, but the thing that pulls you back is that, that purpose that you, that you found originally. And it is like, yeah. So it, it's interesting how, we're all doing the thing that at some point the other guy wanted to do as well. And, but at a certain point where you're, you're, you're not stuck in it, but you're like, this is who I am. Like I, I am basically built to do this, you know? Exactly. Now going back to the music video part of it, which I think uh, was captured beautifully. Cause you've got the little girl who's singing into the hairbrush and yep. uh, going back to the, uh, the nerd rock kind of thing. We've got the video game thing going on. So, I guess take us through this music video. I mean, pretty simple concept, but very done very well. Thank you. Um, we we shot that um, the the photographer who did like our, our press photos. She was like, "Oh, like my my daughter's a huge fan." You know, like again, quote unquote, your biggest fan. So we were like, "Well, that that would be cool because she's her parent is pursuing something creative and she's really into music. Like all of the decorations in her room, like the ghost posters and the." Foo Fighters posters, they're all hers. You know, we, we brought a bunch of our, like a, like a little Godzilla statue and stuff to decorate the room because we thought it would need to look cool and nerdy, but we got there, it was perfect. You're we like, oh, like, this is exactly like, you know, we, we, we couldn't have, you know, 
built that if we, if we tried. So it was just really like no direction. It was just, she really loved the song and it's like, all right, we'll go go crazy. And the, the whole ape it thing was just sort of developed as a fail safe until we kind of had the revelation to work with, um, Laura and Lumia on that. Um, but so we just put the two together to make one mega video and the rest is uh, history. Well, it, it, it felt really authentic. I mean, like I would grow up, I remember I was like 13 and I was like in my bedroom and I had like the one big speaker and I had my guitar and I had like the one microphone. And I, you know, I remember just being there for hours, like slamming away my guitar, singing and being like, you know, uh, the, the arena in Ottawa at the time was the Corral Center. I'd be like, thank you, Corral Center. Yeah, you guys are amazing. And I'd finish and then I'd go downstairs to eat dinner as a 13 year old. My parents would be like, oh, so you were playing the Corral Center upstairs. And it's just like, you know, I, I certainly can't be unique. Yeah. In, in that, in doing something like that. And, and you know, and it, and it was cool to get brought back to that moment, seeing Lumia singing to that hairbrush and then watching the video at the end of it. It just kind of felt like a, like a circle, you know, the next generation is, is hopefully one day going to be able to live their dreams. Yeah. Wow. Incredible stuff. Now for those of there who want to check out that music video can do so by going to today's show notes at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca. And for those who love the two tracks, your biggest fan and born for it and are frothing at the ears for more, their ears need to be aligned. Their ears need an alignment. It's going to be <laughs> trying to tie that in there somewhere. That is perfect. Oh, thank you. Beautiful. Uh, There is, should be excited to know that there is a full album called Alignment set to release or did release rather on April 24th via Jakar Entertainment. Now, I guess my first question, boys, is these two tracks, is this what we should expect from the album? I I think so. I think we, Ian and I paid a lot of attention on bringing out our best qualities, which we feel are, you know, not, not just songs about, video games and comic books, like which we do, but underneath all of that is this kind of like quirky heart. And we are at our best. I mean, kind of like toe that line between like pop sensibility, but it still has, you know, this really kind of like uh, energetic rock element to it as well. I think both those two songs like have that in space, even though they're not just, copies of each other you know all right well boys i just wanted to thank you then for coming on to the rock metal podcast a second time it's like a double you know a double double experience. double double experience double, double. <laughs> two plus two equals all baby don't trust me i know that that's right all right boys thank you again so much for coming back on to the show you're welcome man thanks for having us thank you so much Hello, hello, or should I say goodbye, goodbye? Thank you so much for listening to the Rock Metal Podcast. I've been your host, John Harris. Please head over to our website at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca. There you can sign up for our newsletter and find out more information about today's show.